Welcome to the Self-Care Goddess Podcast, brought to you by me, Rita Savoya, founder of Savoya Self-Care Holistic Wellness. I'm a certified nutritionist and a holistic wellness coach for midlife women who want to rediscover their happier, sexier selves naturally without pills or side effects so that they can thrive as they age. I'm also the creator of the Savoya Self-Care Method, empowering women to nurture heart, mind, and body for transformative results. I'm on a mission. I'm on a mission to help millions of midlife women become their own health heroes. As a woman entrepreneur and a caregiver to aging parents, I fully understand the many responsibilities and generally stressful times women are living through these days, often suffering in silence, misunderstood, and putting themselves last. That's why each week I will be here for you, guiding you on your personal wellness journey, sharing expert advice from thought leaders on natural, practical, and simple solutions to help you thrive during the midlife transition. Get ready to listen to inspiring conversations about all things wellness, nutrition, mindset, mental health, fasting, hormones, menstrual cycle awareness and sinking, ancient healing strategies like meditation, mindfulness and breath work, and spirituality. Every month, I will also be featuring a small to medium-sized business to help spread the word on the amazing work they're doing so we can support them. And now, without further ado, let's get ready to rumble. Happy listening! Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Self-Care Goddess Podcast. Today, we have a returning guest, Victoria. Yay, I'm so excited, talking to us about self-care tantric practices, but for males. So super cool for all our male listeners, as well as women that want to know more what to do um, or help um, their male partners or friends and and families. So yes, super excited about that. Before we start, as usual, let's settle into our space perhaps even lowering your gaze or even really tuning out the world by shutting your eyes, right? Easy way to just tune everything out. And of course, if you're driving, keep your eyes open. You can still do the breath work, but please don't close your eyes. Keep driving. Um, so if we want to just relax our shoulders and just settle into whatever surface is beneath us, and just take these few moments just to check in. How are you doing today, this morning, this evening, whenever you're listening to this podcast? And now just start connecting with your breath, inhaling, expanding the belly with each inhale. And let's side out together on the exhale, just letting it go. And with each and every exhale, allowing your body to feel safe and supported, engaging that parasympathetic nervous system and relaxing even deeper. Just really getting into the space, becoming more receptive to this really cool information that I'm excited to have the conversation about. Let's take a couple of deep breaths in through the nose. Let's say a side out. One more deep breath in and side out. Now, as we sigh it out, let's focus our attention in the area of the heart. And as we continue this beautiful heart-focused breathing, I invite you to visualize someone that you're grateful for today, for being in your life, living our past. I invite you to send them love, gratitude, and appreciation for, for just being them. Let's together inhale and side out. Beautiful. Slowly open your eyes and come back to us because we do have a special guest returning to the Self-Care Goddess podcast. Thank you, Victoria, for returning. And she is a holistic intimacy specialist, communication, intimacy, relationship, and sexual wellness coach, counselor, and confidant. For over 15 plus years, Victoria has guided, trained, and mentored individuals and couples. 
She is dedicated to creating safe and nurturing spaces for transformation, fun learning experiences, and practical guidelines for your success. Certifications include Tantra teacher, compassionate communication facilitator, Hatha, Laya, and trauma-sensitive yoga instructor, and teacher trainer of holistic chi kung massage, uh, bondage and soma love body work. Victoria is a TRE tension trauma release exercises provider, as well as a um, elemental rhythm breath work facilitator. Yes, that is that's correct. How, yes, we need to add that because uh, that's how we met. <laughs> so welcome, welcome, welcome back. How are you, you today? I'm doing great. It's lovely to be back. Yes, thank you so much for making space for the community, the listeners, and viewers. So maybe just to sort of recap, I know our listeners can and viewers can uh, sort of refer back to our last episode that we actually talked about self-care tantra practices for women. Today, mm -hmm. we're going to talk about for men. So yes. but before that, can you just uh, tell us your story? Why are you doing what you're doing? How did you end up here? <laughs> Why am I a holistic intimacy specialist? Yeah. Well, um, if we go back into the timeline, when I was young and um, full of naivety and looking at the world with different eyes, there were certain time periods in my teenage years where I was molested and I was um, taken aback by that. So I had to deal with that on my own. I didn't know who to turn to. Um, this repeated again in my older years, in my 20s. And uh, once again, we went into that place, that dark place where um, I became very afraid of men and mm -hmm. I felt like I was being targeted for some reason. So I would go into this cocoon state of shielding and I learned to become a warrior. So I became more masculinized and allowing my body to come forward in a more direct and penetrative state. So not allowing anybody to penetrate me, but being able to shield and penetrate others um, to put them in their place because I was very resentful and very upset. So that took me from my 20s all the way to my 30s. And in my 30s, I decided, you know what? I don't want to live this life of numbness. Mm. I don't want to live this life of closed down, not feeling everything, not fully engaging with everything, um, becoming more of a robotic AI. So I started seeking out different modalities to help me shrug off and crack open the shielding and the armoring. And so that pertained from talk therapy all the way to somatic work. And I found that the somatic work worked best for me because I can talk everything to death with the psychotherapist, mm -hmm. but then I needed to get it out of my body because I found, for example, when I was taking a self-defense course, I found myself shielding and going into cocoon state and noticing that my body still had mm -hmm. the trauma residing within its tissues. Mm -hmm. So from that realization, I went into a deeper unfolding into the somatic work. And I find the somatic work is the key. So using the breath, the movement, the connection, the different role plays that you can actually start shedding the old patterns and tendencies to bring you back into a place of authenticity and to remember who you are, who you truly are. So I felt that my journey was the perfect example of how I want to help others and be proactive. So one, to help people who have been there and two, to help people not be there. Yes, to even avoid that, <clears throat> if anything, right, in terms yeah. of not the actual incident, but the reaction to it and how you deal with it. Yeah, and to be able to be uh, aware, like to become yeah. self-aware of what's happening and mm. uh, picking up on energies that are not conducive, because we've actually mm. shut down our intuition. Mm. Our yeah. intuition's not lighting up, and nor do we know how, what to do when our intuition's firing red alert. Yes. So how we shut down the intuition? Is it the environment in terms of the food? So our brain, chemical toxins. So you added on a, a different layer. So our brain will actually tell us first, mm -hmm. don't worry, I can take care of it. Mm -hmm. Don't worry, I can handle it. Oh, I don't want to upset anybody. So I'm just going to tolerate it. Mm. I'm going to people please. Oh, I don't, I don't want that person to leave me. I don't want to feel abandoned. Mm -hmm. So there's so many different stories that are going on. So that's one way of me shutting down my intuition because my brain takes over. And then a second version of shutting down the intuition, which is you just mentioned, is our energy body is not picking up on what's going on around us. Mm -hmm. So if we have 
variety of different chemicals in the house or what we come into contact with. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I've already switched over my detergents for yeah. my clothing, mm-hmm. my dishwashing soap, my soap for my shower. Everything in the house has been switched over to yeah. being much more conducive to living life as opposed to um, toxifying. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on like the incense, the indoor incense and the sage and burning it inside? I was just actually, I follow this um, amazing woman. She talks all about environmental toxins and she actually shared a, a study that it's it's pretty toxic stuff, especially if you burn it indoors. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, I've done so many of these. And even when I go to yoga studios and even the breath work, right? We burn that incense. Have you found anything in terms well, of that, or I find that the incense sticks are much more um, toxic. Oh, cl- toxic! Yeah, uh. I find like the Palo Santo stick, for example, it just mm-hmm. burns very lightly and goes out really fast. Mm-hmm. And if you crack open the windows in the yoga studio, because we want the energy to leave, mm-hmm. not supposed to keep it enclosed. You're yeah. supposed to crack the windows open. Mm-hmm. So we need the movement of the energy to flow out, mm-hmm. because the aroma of Palo Santo or sage is very healing mm-hmm. right or rosemary that's what i use too mm-hmm. yeah that's they're all very healing herbs it's just that we have to create the right environment mm-hmm. i don't want to become you know encased like we're in a lab and we're scientifically checking out to see how we're going to handle the sage without any cracking of a window open <laughs> it might be too much for the the person's body to handle that kind of a scent Exactly. I agree. So I'm actually curious, what's bond dosage? So bond dosage is an approach to surrendering in the sensual super textures and sensations. So that experience involves you surrendering completely in a power dynamic of a dominant versus submissive, Hmm. where you get to be blindfolded and to be tied onto a table. And then all these beautiful different sensations are brought out and placed on your body. And so you allow yourself to let go. So when people say, oh my God, you're tying somebody down on a table? What the hell is that all about? (laughs) So I said, the reason why we tie you to the table and Hmm. for any kind of restraints for that matter, I want you to switch your thinking to think, okay, I'm holding on to something that's holding me in place to allow and give myself permission to express my body, to let it move, to let it do whatever it needs to do because we suppress our expression. Mm-hmm. So the restraints are actually anchor points for you to express yourself. Mm, almost like a supportive sort of. Yes, exactly. To hold on so that you can let go. Huh. Interesting. Well, it's because of the movies that totally, I guess, you know, demonize this type of, what would you call it? Um, I guess bonding, right? Partnership bonding or for well, yourself, self-development, kind of self-awareness. Absolutely. I mean, media has done us a disservice yeah. because they always yeah. uh, go and capture the most extreme things because that's the most exciting thing for people to watch on television or to pay attention to. Yes. So, but they don't pay attention to the the nuances or the the simplicity of it or the collaborative conversations that are had beforehand and the safe words that are expressed. So if you're tied onto the table, for example, and you say the word yellow, that means slow it down. Mm-hmm. If you say the word green, we're good to go. We keep going. Mm-hmm. If you say to me red, then I stop everything, come over to you and say, what do you need right now to be supported? Mm-hmm. And if you say blue, change it up. It's boring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's a, a code system. So you stay in the flow of the energy of what's happening mm-hmm. as opposed to pulling you out. So if you say, no, I don't like that, then that kind of shifts the energy of what's happening. Mm-hmm. But if you have these like it's uh, to me it's like improving communication like let's say i'm just picturing a couple doing this right like mm-hmm. improves communication right absolutely because to... i'm not afraid to tell you i don't like yeah. that by telling you blue yeah exactly. all you know is just change what you're doing mm-hmm. it's not as uh, direct and offensive i guess people wouldn't take it as personal interesting so that's the kind of couple work that you do or even i guess would be Without. It would be for individuals as well. Individuals. That's another version of the somatic work we're talking about. Oh, like okay. to let go and release your body, to crack open, to to be in yeah. the surrender mode of what is your authentic self. And so, sorry, going back to that intuition, it's interesting. I'm speaking to somebody else this week about intuition. Why do you believe that when we do have it, we, we don't know what to do with it? Like, is it because we haven't been taught or we don't talk about it enough? What What do you think happens there? 
I think socially we've been conditioned to not listen to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So take an example. Kids go to school from like 8.30 or 9 o'clock in the morning, right? Mm-hmm. And they're not done until like 3.30. Mm-hmm. So they're now starting to be conditioned. You, you know, most people go to work, start at 9 or mm-hmm. 8, mm-hmm. and don't finish till 4 or 5, right? Mm-hmm. So from a young age, now we're being conditioned. We're mm-hmm. being prepared. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we're being patterned. Rhymed, yeah. Conditioned, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. So um, you're being told this is the way it goes. You're being told that this is what we're doing. Mm. And whatever's being taught in schools is actually preparing you to dampen your intuition. Mm. It doesn't prepare you to listen to your intuition. It dampens it. Mm. So it starts at a very early age. So if you, if you have little ones around you, like I have two godchildren, and I actually took them to metaphysical stores this summer. Mm-hmm. So we can like tap into, you know, what does this crystal feel like? And what does yeah. this feel like? And what's that? And so they have to be broken out of that conditioning i don't want them to become little robots mm-hmm. that's true and also there's um a, quite a, fa- a famous research saying that our creativity just plummets so by the time we enter school like in uh, well in kindergarten it's still pretty high but then it just like grade school and then high school and then university it's like worse and then as adults as well so i think that right. creativity and intuition kind of goes hand in hand in terms of how the school system is set up to destroy it or at least well, not nurture it yeah yeah so they're like they're basically teaching it out of us yeah exactly and then they get rid of like these amazing programs music home ec i don't know if you had home ec oh yeah right we were just it's... talking about it this weekend like do you remember sewing your own bag yeah exactly <laughs> oh yeah and shop too making like these like really cool keychains and pottery stuff and like cooking yeah. and learning yeah. that's that's actually how i learned how to bake my first apple crisp was in home ec class <laughs> So that has been taken away. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't make the curriculum. No. Interesting. Which I find it really strange. Yeah. And it's just really sad that the parents are not, you know, fighting for it, right? Because it worked so well for us. I think that people have forgotten. I think we were the transition generation. Mm-hmm. So the next generation that came in, yes, mm-hmm. okay, they, you know, don't actually remember it, but, or they was taken away. Generations going in now, they have no idea. It doesn't exist. They don't even know. Never, it's, it was never there. Yes. So they don't even know what they're missing because it was never there. Yeah. yeah. So w- what do we do with little people now? So the best thing to do with little people is to teach them, to teach them how to meditate, to teach them to be aware, to teach them to connect to nature, to do meditations mm-hmm. that are macro and micro, Right looking at things in so much detail and then coming back and looking at it in the macro. Mm-hmm. So really paying attention to what's around you, which is a perfect segue into Tantra, right? So, <laughs> yeah, I love that. So yeah, um, let, let us uh, maybe another brief sort of explanation in terms of introduction to or reintroduction to to Tantra. What, it, what mm-hmm. is it all about? Because again, in terms of media and it's got a, a very sexual connotation to it, right? But it's yeah. beyond that. It's one element. But yes, go ahead. So Tantra is a Sanskrit mm-hmm. word to weave or integrate. And what are we integrating exactly? We're integrating three things. The form, which is the body, the light, which is the mind and energy. So the mind is all about meditation, being in awareness of your entire system, your body, your breath, the movement of your breath in your body, the space in between your breath, um, all the senses around you, right? And then your body is your instrument for radaring in. So your senses are coming in at this point, right? Like, Mm. what do I feel? What do I hear? What do I see? What do I smell? And then energy is created with energy breath and movement and visualization so all those three come together and they create a different connection to the fabric of the universal life which i think we forgot yes we lost that somewhere along the line Mm -hmm. (laughs) because of all of those things that we just talked about yes so and how i was just going to say and how porn has actually done a disservice to the sacred sexuality approach to connection with yourself and with partner. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, yes. And that's sort of, yeah, that's a, a sadness in its own, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. So are you are you noticing that men, more men are embracing tantric self-care practices? 
now more, uh, than- more men are noticing that mm. they're not getting what they want so mm. what do they want they want connection mm-hmm. uh, they want somebody to have fun with and enjoy life the, some of them are very clear they want to have family um, and they're not getting that they're not getting that connection with that partner at all because there's been a disconnect mm. they they don't know their body that well because porn has been our teacher yeah and porn is uh what i say you know a 2d something that just gives you like a picture yeah. and then you think that that picture is what reality is but that is not the case mm-hmm Plus, if you are following too much sexual expression, too much letting go of your fluids in your body, for example, on the men's side, mm-hmm. that, and you're releasing a lot of your personal energy, yes. your personal life force, mm. which depletes a lot of different things like your immune system, mm. your ability to think and be creative, your ability to connect with full awareness, your ability to be present for long periods of time. Like there's a lot of really great benefits. We're holding off. Okay. So yes. So, so let's talk a little bit more about these self-care um, tantra practices for men. What are some that you tend to tell your clients? So the first thing we always tell gentlemen, because they're always in their head, because you know, the monkey mind is always like, woo, Mm-hmm. working its magic yeah we want to slow that monkey brain down mm. to do that you need to go into meditative states so you can do a variety of different kinds of meditations and there's plenty of them out there and so one of them will work for you yeah don't think it's you know a cookie cutter and we only got one that works for everybody that's not the way it works mm-hmm. it's more like okay do i like to sit still and just do breath work is that my jam in the meditation department Mm-hmm. Or do I like to do a walking meditation? Do I want to go out in nature, walk around, look at things in micro and then macro, really tune into what's going on around me, listen to the sounds, what do I see, what do I smell? That's a different way of doing meditation. Do you want to have something very specific that you want to focus on, like a light or a candlelight, as we do in our yogic practices? If you have a little light, and it's a candlelight, which is best. And you're just staring at it and staring at it for a good five minutes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or you could be doing sounds. So I'm Tibetan lineage, which means that we follow the four elements. Sorry, the five elements, including space. So we follow different sounds and we cut different color codes and different intentions because the Tibetans believe that all human suffering is based on five human root causes. So one is attachment, which is the biggie, the biggie, Mm. biggie, biggie, biggie. Number two is pride and ego. Mm. Number three is separation, like feeling not loved. Yeah. Number three is jealousy. Sorry. Number four is jealousy. And number five is anger. Mm-hmm. So if I can focus my energy on what is arising within me and I can focus it through the tantric Tibetan prescription. So let's say I'm angry all the time. Yeah. So that means I'm going to focus on the, the water element. And the water element has a color code, which is blue. Okay. And so water is uh, related to anger. Yes. Okay. From the Tibetan modality view. Yeah, the lens. Yeah. Yes. And so what would earth be? So Earth is a golden cube. Okay. And what emotion or I guess, yeah, would be an emotion. Is it related to the emotion or no? No, it's related to your human suffering, which will be more in alignment with your pride or your ego. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then, so the Earth, water is anger. Fire is attachment. Uh Uh-huh. Interesting. I like that. And then air. Air is jealousy. So it would be located around the throat area. Mm. And not speaking your truth so does that correlate with the chakras or no it does it's just done through a different lens Lens. from the tibetans right so their Mm -hmm. modality is that the elements are within our body and that they are usually out of balance when they're in the negative Mm -hmm. because there's a positive side to the coin too right so attachment the positive side of attachment is magnetize something to bring something in Mm, okay Okay. but in overdrive it becomes attachment it becomes attachment because now I'm out of balance. So uh-huh. what we're striving to do in, in Tantra, in most Buddhist practices, is to come back into harmony, come back into balance. 
Correct. Same thing with Qigong massage or Qigong practice or Tai Chi. It's all about coming back into my balance between yeah. earth, my body, and the sun, right? So yeah. always coming back into balance. Mm, amazing. Yoga is the same way, right? Bringing us yes. back into balance. Yeah. The, it's interesting that all these modalities are all over the planet. Yeah. And they're all saying the same thing. They're right? saying the same thing. They're saying exactly yeah. the same thing. Mm-mm. In different ways. So, which means, yeah, it's, you know, it's got to be truth. <laughs> it's got to work because everyone is um, corroborating and saying that it works. <laughs> exactly. And yeah. it's not just um, Tibetan or Egyptian or Taoist mm. tradition, which is Chinese. It's also indigenous. Like the indigenous yes. people also have their own tantra. Correct. Yes. North American indigenous, is that mm-hmm. what you're talking about? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So that particular one that has been documented is called Kidoshka. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's just amazing how they've all been enlightened to spread this information or, and to practice it. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you'll notice the similarities within each of the different disciplines, right? Exactly. So, so I'm, I'm totally fascinated. Yes, how things yeah are connected. Um, so in terms of meditation as well, we were saying to stare at a, at a candle, I often just stare at the tree as well, or like at yes. a fountain. Yes. So it can literally just be take a couple of minutes just to look outside while you're working or doing and just kind of stare at that. Yeah, quiet the mind, mm-hmm. quiet that monkey mind, because you want to take back control, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You want to be able to know where you're at. Also, if I quiet the monkey mind, I quiet my suffering. Because if I stay too long in the past, or if I stay too long in the future, yeah. then I'm creating my own suffering. Because mm-hmm, that's usually not in the monkey present. mind likes to work over time. Yeah. Not, like, not what, so what did I do? What was I thinking when I did that over there? Yeah. I wonder what's going to happen, you know, two days from now, a week from now. I wonder how that's going to happen. What, you know, who is yeah. going to be there? How are you going to make, like, I'm totally like going on a hamster wheel. Mm-hmm, exactly. And you know what I've done? Um, I've done this a while ago. I just removed all the notifications from my phone as well. Because all the ding, 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 that's just distraction city. Just how do yes. you, how do you, um, uh, reinforce or train on how to be distracted? That's exactly how you do it. <laughs> it's just getting those dopamine hits every time you get that ding, ding, ding. So yeah, even, exactly. even on my laptop, I removed all notifications. So I need to literally go into the app and see if there's any, if there aren't any messages. So, so that's another tip, modern day, I guess, tip. That is or, a modern day tip. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Yeah, because I my phone is only for calling me and texting me. Nice. I don't have any data on it at all. Oh wow! So, but you still have one of those the smartphone, or you have like an old. It's a smartphone, but I've dumped it down to be yeah. a phone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look at that! Eh? What uh, what a concept! I yeah. Have- yeah i'm like you want to send me a picture you want to send me a link you want to send me something that will like bring my attention Mm -hmm. Uh, when i sit down at my desk and open my laptop that's when i'm going to do stuff wow and how's that working out when have you done that have you done that recently oh this is this is years i've Ah, always had it this way because i own i own the blackberry (laughs) okay yeah 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 for sure I know. And I'm, I I honestly want to go back to the flip phone. I yes. Swear. Like as my mode of communication and then I'll use my iPhone for the business stuff. But uh, yeah, that yeah. would be cool. My dad yeah. has one of those. They still make them. So they do. good they to do. know. Good yeah. to know. So, okay. So meditation is, is one or go within and mm-hmm. whatever shape or form that um, I, I like that, how you've suggested a couple of ways. It doesn't, doesn't always have to be you sitting under a tree and meditating <laughs> still for hours, right? Yeah. There are options for, for the men out there and women, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, any, um, how about other tantric self-care practices specifically for men? So I highly recommend that you take your time in the shower. Or the bath, whichever one is your preference. Mm-hmm. Like, don't just go in there and scrub yourself down and get the hell out. I want you to just take your time in there. So my recommendation is to like really feel the water hitting your skin, mm-hmm. really feel the temperature, really feel into the scents. Uh, if your soap or your shampoo has a scent, really pay attention to that. Really pay attention to the way your fingers are like massaging your head as you're putting your shampoo on, the way you're scrubbing your body, like really paying attention meticulously, like the curves, Mm -hmm. 
the softness, the strength, the boldness of your body, like all the different parts of your body, like really tuning into what's going on to your system and really taking it in. So s- slowing things down. And I'm, I'm asking you to do something that you do every day anyway, right? You have to take a shower anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you're right. Most men are in and out very quickly, right? Mm-hmm. Which, which is representative of what they're like in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So this training goes beyond the self-awareness in the shower. It's yeah. beyond that. Same thing applies with your food. Mm. If I you see you like mm. inhaling your food, then I'm like, I don't want to hang out with you in the bedroom for sure. <laughs> I thought it was always dancing, the correlation between like if you're a good dancer. Yeah, it's, it is and a good correlation. It is. <laughs> I mean, I take tango. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, do you really? Nice. Yeah. I just wanted to do that. So tango is very clear about where you're, and I always recommend a lot of my clients to go take a tango lesson mm. because you get to feel what it's like to lead as a man or a masculine form or energy because mm-hmm. you decide you want to take that role um, or the feminine or the following role, right? <clears throat> mm-hmm. So I take tango because I want to be in the following role because I'm always leading. I'm always telling, you know, I'm always teaching. I'm in the leader position. I don't want to do that all the time. I want to have a break. Yeah. So I want somebody to allow the leading to happen. So I know which way I'm going with the slight movement of the hand or the position of the chest or the movement of the turn. Like I, I want to be able to know where I'm heading by you leading me. Mm, very cool. That's a really good practice. Mm. As a, as a couple as well, for a couple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, even if you're a single person, they do yeah. one-on-one privates mm-hmm. for people who want to learn that. Or you just come to the group sessions and then they just pair you up with whoever's there. Yeah. 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 Very cool. I like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so meditation, more, mm-hmm. uh, what would you call the, the shower practice? Well, um, I refer to that as a sensate practice, right? Because okay. you're using your senses mm-hmm. to connect to that moment in time. Mm-hmm. So sensate practices are really key with everything that you do. This is the first exercise I'm going to give you when we're working together because I need you to implement it in your everyday life because a lot of people say, well, is Tantra only in the bedroom? Like, no. Tantra mm-hmm. is actually a lifestyle. Yes. It's actually a branch of yoga. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like there's different branches of yoga. So there's like, you know, Hatha yoga, Leia yoga, Ashtanga yoga, Bikram yoga, etc. Tantra is part of the yoga tree. The only thing that's different between us and all the other branches on the tree is that we include sexual practices as well as movement and uh, breath work and uh, connecting to the different chakras in the system from an elemental point of view. Like it's all the same, different lens. Now we're going to include the pelvic region. We're going to include the energy to be... um, tapped into through awareness practices like the sensei and then to learn how to expand the sexual energy to move the sexual energy around to harness it and be able to send it different parts of my body to heal to rebalance which is our key Mm -hmm. because sexual energy is basically an amplifying energy it's also your creative life force energy it's, it's the same as your creative life force energy. I, so if I I'm if I'm more tuned into my sexual energy, that means my creative life force energy is blossoming much more mm, open. Okay, if I so don't connect to my sexual energy, then I'm shutting myself down. I'm actually dampening myself. I'm actually closing the shop, so to speak, gone fishing, don't know when I'm coming back. Yeah. So <laughs> those are things to think about. Mm, okay. I, I didn't I didn't think of that correlation or Mm-hmm. Sort of how they go hand in hand, but it makes sense. Well, from the Taoist tradition, they mm-hmm. refer to the chi, which is our life force energy, and the jing being our sexual life force energy. Mm-hmm. So the chi and the jing kind of like work together. They're like, mm-hmm. okay, if, if I have to amplify and connect to the jing, which is the sexual energy, I need to work with the chi, which is my life force energy. Mm-hmm. And so overdoing the sexual energy, that will stifle the creativity, right? Well, if we overdo it, then we're filling our cup over. So yeah. I'm going to overdo it. Again, what is it, What are we all about? Balance. Balance. Harmony. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Intention. Really important word, intention. Intention is the key word to all tantric practices. What is my intention with my sexual practice? What is my intention with my sensual practice? What is my intention with my meditation practice? What is my intention in just being? 
Mm, I love that. It's true. And especially even with our breath work, right? Every single time we facilitate a session, there's a, an intention. And that's why I can do the same breath work for hundreds of times, but with a different intention, I'll have a different experience because that intention exactly. leads the experience. So do you want to define um, for us the difference between sensual and sexual, just for our listeners and viewers? Mm -hmm. So from my perspective, sensual is, again, we go back to the sensate practice, mm -hmm. this, the five senses, because the word sense is in sensual. So mm -hmm. that's easy to remember. Mm. When we talk about sexual practices, we're talking about um, practices that are zoned into the center of our sex. So lingam, which is the penis, um, jewels, which are the testicles, uh, vagina and vulva. So vulva being the external portion of the female body and, and vagina being the internal portion. So those are the areas that we're working with mm, specifically. specifically. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. if I'm working on the chest plate or my areola, my nipple area, that's not necessarily sexual. That's sensual. That's right. Okay. Interesting. I like this. Yeah. Totally. Also, we don't want to forget the anus, which is a very popular um, approach to the body as well. Mm -hmm. And that's part of the sexual. Yes. And then we have the prostate gland and then we have the G spot. Then we have the uh, female prostate, right? So all these different areas of the female body versus the male body. So the male prostate, which is like a little walnut in between the undercarriage of the testicles, the jewels, and to the back of the opening of the, the anus, which is the rosebud. And if we press on that area and massage it, then we're actually massaging the prostate gland. Um, and you can do it internally as well. So. You could do a, a little C. So um, one finger goes internally and then the other one massages on the outside. So it's usually the thumb on the outside and the index finger on the inside. Mm, and that's sexual. That's sexual. That's still part of the sexual um, differences. Okay. And so in terms of other self-care tantric for, for men, so we have the meditation, we have the sensate. Mm-hmm. So they have to learn how to separate their orgasm from their ejaculation, which is... Wow one of the key practices in Tantra. How do you and once do again, that? <laughs> why are we, well, first you need to know why, why are we, what's the intention behind that? Why are we mm -hmm, doing that, right? Mm -hmm. So the reason why we encourage, we support gentlemen to learn how to, and what really sells this is usually, you'll last longer, <laughs> longer periods of time, hard as rock, you'll be amazing. <laughs> that's um, all they or, care about yeah that's how the the hook <laughs> or at least, is, yeah right? exactly fish it in that way and then yeah so like this is uh, amazing oh yeah i get to last longer oh my god that'll be amazing i'll have like so much sex for long periods of time um from the tantric lens it's not just the long period of time that you're having sex it's the reason why you're having sex which again brings us back to intention so if i'm going to be hard as a rock for a long period of time that means that you become a vajra which is the indestructible diamond scepter. And it's a healing rod for the mm. female body. Wow. So it's actually also benefiting the woman. Well, yes. it usually does, but I mean, like in, if, in, if, in, uh, on another level now. Yeah. If we're working, you know, male to female body forms, uh -huh, right? Uh -huh. If we're working to a male to male, let's say, then that's a different body form. So mm -hmm. we're going from the anus and the lingam, for example. Now, the internally, the body has different areas that are reflective of our internal organs. So there's this reflexology map that we have that identifies, you know, how far your lingam goes into a vagina and what it correlates to for an internal organ. So if you're the tip of the penis or the lingam is inside the body, then it's um, associating with the spleen, for example. If it's 50% inside the body, then it's including the pancreas. Wow. If it's 75% in the body, then we're including the lungs and we're including the circulation, the, the respiratory system, et cetera. So they, the, this is all mapped out from the Chinese traditional of Tantra. So they've mapped it out in such a way that we know that if we work a certain way, that we can create healing between myself and my partner because the map goes both ways. So the gentlemen have the map on their side and then we have it on our side. Mm. so learning how to last longer means that you become a healing rod so how mm. do you learn how to become a healing rod you have to learn how to separate your orgasm from your ejaculation mm. so now sex becomes sacred sexuality right it's not just like i need to scratch an itch i'm feeling horny i gotta do something about it 
And also, and f- if you last longer, there's that connection, right, with your partner. It's not Absolutely. just in and out and see you later, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the in and out business is synonymous with all mammals on planet Earth. Mm. We we have a difference between the mammals on planet Earth is that we have um, a much more conscious, sentient presence. We ha- we can make decisions to do something specifically. Uh, most mammals on the planet actually uh, begin to procreate at certain times of the year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? We can procreate every month. Mm. Right? That's important to note because if we're procreating all the time, what's the intention? Mm. And if we really paid attention to our partners or our female body friends, then we would be paying attention when they ovulate because our body's geared to get into action around ovulation, which is usually the full moon. And then the rest of the time, we're not, we're not doing that. We're doing other things like learning how to massage, uh, essentially uh, allowing cuddle time, um, being more playful and adventurous, like creating different scenarios of what is needed at different times in the month. So that's another awareness. I like to let the gentleman know if they choose to have a female partner. Mm, how they can coordinate with the yes. with the cycle, right? I'm not supposed to be ready to go every single time, like on the snap. Okay, that's you pressing the porn button because you've been watching it so often. <laughs> yeah, okay? and you think that's how it works. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So you educate the men on the menstrual cycle as well. Yeah, yeah, mm. because my partner would be much more playful, much more open, much more uh, assertive, much more aggressive to be playful in the bedroom around ovulation. Mm. So if we had sex every single day, it would be super boring. Yeah, that's true. Which is what most women and men find at certain points. They either feel complacency or entitlement or resentment. Mm. Entitlement from both sides or one? Yeah, it can be entitlement from both sides. Mm. Like the partner wakes up in the morning and wants to do it in the morning. Mm. The other partner doesn't really, is not a morning person. Yeah. It's not, it's not my jam. I want to do it in the evening. Well, the other partner is too tired to do it in the evening. Mm-mm-mm. Now what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Interesting. So this is how you would, uh, what you would advise, because we're actually going to have you on and talk about a couple stuff as well, right? That, that's yeah. going to be our sec- third session together. But yeah, super interesting. I have so many questions. Okay, let's go back to, to how do you separate that then? How do you separate that orgasm from the ejaculation? So we um, talk about edging. Edging means that you bring yourself close to the brink of letting everything out of your body, but you're going to pull it back. And to do that, you have to do it through breath work. Mm, good old breath to, work. <laughs> okay, so there's two things that happen. One, I have to be aware of my body and where it's at. And two, yeah. um, I have to be aware of how my body is functioning. Right. So, oh, fluid's coming up. It's, it looks like it's going to come out. I'm going to pull it back. I'm going to breathe control and reset myself, my whole nervous system, because what happens? It tenses up and it contracts and I want to relax the system and let it chill because I want to take control back. Mm. So what kind of breath is it? So you have to really elongate your breath. Your exhale or inhale? Yeah, both. You have to really like slow uh-huh. everything down. Mm-hmm. And the best way to slow things down is also through sound. Because if I'm just doing it through my nose, it doesn't have the same effect as... Uh, as soon as you add sound, there's a whole frequency change in slowing things down and taking back control faster. Mm. So cool. I love it. People are afraid to make sound. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Most men, yeah. Most men, I would say, but not all, but yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. So bringing that in. So it's that awareness of of where you're at and then it's the breath control and then being comfortable with with making the sound as well. Yeah, because once again, you're slowing things down because you want to have control. Mm-hmm. The only way I have control is when I slow things down. Yeah, exactly. Mm. That's so true. So do you find most men are receptive to this? Or most men are receptive find? when they hear the hook, right? I can last longer yeah. in bed. I can have sex for really long periods of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I'm really teaching you is how to become holistic in your sexuality, how to make it sacred, how to make it more deeply connective. Mm-hmm. You will 
notice that the time that you spend with your partner will be much more profound and special. And it could be as simple as hugging each other, okay? Hugging each other naked, let alone hugging each other with clothes on. Mm-hmm. Slow it down. Breathe. Let your body melt into the other person's body. If your energy in your heart center is really balanced and in harmony, then your partner, who might be not as harmonious, will sync up. Exactly. Which yeah. means, what am I doing? I'm helping your immune system come into its optimal state. Mm. Once again, we're talking healing. Mm-hmm. Amazing benefits. So... But I still don't understand how the difference. Uh, so when you exhale, is that the orgasm or no? So when you exhale, you're slowing yeah. things down. You're taking back control. Mm-hmm. So if you ever noticed when we orgasm, we actually, and then, oh my God, and then I hold it in. And then, oh, and then it comes out, right? Okay. <laughs> breath work again. Yes, we're doing breath work again. But now we're doing intuitive involuntary breath work. Right? Yeah. So I'm going to go, ah. Uh, taking back control i'm not letting that go back out of my body i'm going to pull it back into my body i'm going to amplify it and i always say training wheels training wheels means is your hands training wheels so i'm going to take my hands and put them in my uh, center where my lingam is and i'm going to bring it up to my heart so i'm going to bring the energy up or i'm going to draw the energy down through my legs so your wheels are your hands eventually you don't have to use your hands you just breathe it and visualize it and it moves where you need it to go so the, the vocalizing of the exhale is the orgasm. The vocalizing of the exhale when you're not ejaculating uh-huh. will be a f- version of, of your yeah. orgasm. Okay. Sometimes it'll be body shudders. Sometimes it'll feel like oh, yeah. um, electricity flowing through your system because mm-hmm. you feel that effervescence. Sometimes you feel light. Mm. Wow. Amazing. I yeah. wonder... Yeah, I wonder how many men would that are listening uh, are going to be like, I'm going to try this and see well, if it works. For if me. it helps your immune system, your yeah. vitality, your your brain movement and your creativity, and then you become an amazing lover in bed and you hold space for your woman or man for long periods of time, that's pretty kick-ass. Mm, for sure. And it doesn't sound too hard. I mean, obviously, I don't know. <laughs> right? But I mean, yeah, I think, and again, those practices that we talked about before mm-hmm. obviously help, right? That's, yes. what, that's why you're saying holistically, Absolutely. They, they help with that. You have to start with meditations. Yeah. You have to learn your awareness levels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I don't know how I'm breathing, I don't know where my breath is going through my body. I don't know how I'm connecting to my genitals. I don't know how my genital energy is connected to my heart or my mind. How how can I create this beautiful concert between the three? How can I move energy from my partner back to me, to mm. my partner, back to me? Like, there's so many ways of working with it. And there's circuitry. We have our electric magnetic field that I need you to be aware of. I need you to be aware of circuitry of energy. When you rub your hands together, for example, and then you open them, you know that there's something going on. Yeah. You feel a density, right? Mm-hmm. It's not so we're, yeah. yeah, we're activating our electromagnetic field awareness. Mm. So, and, and so how many times should they do this? Is it, is this, what do you recommend in terms of just So for a gentleman session? to practice yeah. the edging process, that takes about four to six weeks, depending on how often they, they actually practice okay. during the week. So it should be every time they have sexual intercourse. It should be on their own first. Okay. You've got to okay. jam with your instrument on your own first. You've got to learn how to play your own instrument, my friend. <laughs> if you don't know how to play your own instrument, oh, I love this. somebody else okay. will take control of your instrument and that will not go well for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay. So, yeah. So, do it on your own first. And then you're yes. saying four to six weeks to get a hang of it? Yes. Or become odd, like almost, almost become, automatic? Become a master of your own movement of your body now it doesn't mean that you don't let out the fluids at all so Mm. let's put a little note there yeah that was gonna be my next question but yes Yes. go ahead (laughs) so we let go of the fluids in the body every four to six weeks depending on your age and your constitution etc right so you'll figure that out as you go along so we want to make sure the pipes are still working (laughs) because when you orgasm without ejaculating that Mm -hmm. means that the fluid in the body gets reabsorbed into the system okay 
And and is that a good thing, bad thing? Could that build thing. up? Like, oh, it, okay. Again, it's that energy. Yeah. You're, you're well, keep in mind, you know what happens when you um, orgasm? Gentlemen, after you orgasm, for most of you, you just want to just lie there like a limp potato. Okay. <laughs> so your little wet noodle sitting there, lying there. And what's happening is now your body's doing double time to regenerate the fluids you just let go. Mm-hmm. That's so it's, true. it's actually capturing fluids from the different parts of the body and nutrients and bringing it down to the testicle area to manufacture more fluid for the next mm-hmm. time. That's why you feel tired. That's why you feel kind of like, oh my God, I feel so like dazed and I'm soft and I'm just like, bleh. Yeah. And I just want to lie over and sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so it could be that you, you're doing, you're taking this in overdrive again. You're not in balance. Well, once again, if I'm doing this all the time yeah, and I go into what we call porn addiction or sex addiction, that means that I'm overexpending my life force energy, which means I only have a certain amount. You are given only a certain amount per your lifetime. Of sexual energy. Yes. You only have so much, Mm -hmm. so much of your life energy. So you have to decide how you want to um, manage that. So does that affect your physical longevity or it is, yes. is it just sort of your spiritual and energetic longevity type of thing? Because you could still live to 120, let's say, but it's not, again, it's with that sure. sort of, you know, um, uh, no energy, no sort of, you know, motivation to do anything because you're drained, basically. You will actually mm-hmm. die sooner. I'm just mm. going to be straight with you. Mm. You yeah. are going to deplete your life force energy. So you're going to feel super tired. Mm-hmm. Things are going to start not working as they did. Early. Um, because you're burning it out. Yeah, exactly. Wear so and that's tear. Something, yeah, wear and tear. Something to think about. How do I keep my body? Like, we were just talking on the weekend, you know, how do you make your car last? Yeah. Well, you, you put it in the garage. <laughs> you don't leave it out to the elements. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. You take it in for regular maintenance. <laughs> yeah. You don't wait until the red light goes on in your car for you to do an oil change, right? <laughs> you so don't true. wait till the tires deflate and you're like wondering why one side of the car is kind of oblong, right? <laughs> <laughs> you do a regular maintenance check. I love that analogy for sure. We take care of our cars way more, way better. And we take care of our bodies. That's Same uh, thing with your phone. You take care of your phone yeah. more than you take care of yourself, right? Yeah. You pay sure. so much attention to your phone. That same attention needs to be paid here. Yeah. Yeah. To your body. Physical, emotional, yeah. spiritual. Yeah. So true. And I love it because the first step is for for everyone to be listening to this type of information and then taking some action, right? Yeah, absolutely. If they want to. I mean, this is an invitation. Mm-hmm. You know, you knowing this knowledge, right? Is it up, is you, is, are you inspired enough to seek out the wisdom to change the way you live your life? Mm-hmm. That's so true. And, and to do it for you, for yourself, right? Not for anybody yes. else. Because yeah. let's say some of the women are listening and they're like, oh, I think you should listen to this episode. <laughs> and then hopefully they're doing it for themselves and not for the person that's recommended the episode. So yes. are there any more self-care t- um, practices before we go into the benefits and maybe um, inspire some people to take <laughs> on that invitation? <laughs> so those are the basic ones. And mm-hmm. I want to stay with the basic ones because I think it's too convoluted to go yeah, too much into the sure. advanced um, meditations or practices because there's a lot of um, play with the energy and the movement of the energy and mm-hmm. circulating the energy and um, mastering it to move it from one person to another, let alone move it with, within my own body, okay. circulating it in circles um, or doing what I call orbits around you because you have to learn about your electromagnetic field, right? Yeah, and be comfortable with that. Yeah. Exactly. I actually, I actually had a yoga session and I did a tree pose, simple tree pose. And the instructor, amazing. Uh, and that's why he doesn't like to play music in the actual class because he, he talked to us about circulating the energy. So allowing the tree pose to be, to be a, a true tree pose where your knee's supposed to be really sticking out to the side. Right. But I've never like did that pose, that simple pose with imagining that energy going around from my hip around my knee and just pulling back my knee and it worked 
And it was definitely because the music wasn't there. So there wasn't no Rihanna playing or anything like that because I was able to really focus and concentrate. And that's why Ashtanga, there's no, there's no music. And uh, so it's just amazing what you can do with playing with that energy if you're aware of it, right, within your field. So cool. I was like, wow, I've never experienced tree pose in this way. And it's just such a simple pose. Well, he, he gave you such a simple, simple yes. presence and connection to your body's physical form and your body's energy body. Mm-hmm. So true. So I can see how this would be the next level of uh, tantric practices. But yeah, no, I love them. So what are some benefits? So you said immunity, because mm-hmm. again, you're bringing obviously things back into balance. What other benefits have, and of course, you last longer, definitely. <laughs> yes. For sure. <laughs> yeah. We're actually boosting our immune system, actually. Mm-hmm. So we're bringing that out into its optimal level. And whatever we're able to come with that. Longevity. Well, the immune system, you know, <clears throat> everybody talks about the immune system lately because it's really yeah. important to keep your body in, in its optimal health. And that's just another way other than, you know, taking your vitamins and supplements um, doing your exercises, you can do your exercise, your tantric mm-hmm. exercise mm-hmm. Um, with yourself or with your partner or with yourself and your partner. Like it has to be, you know, a variety of different things because as human beings, we don't like repetition because it gets boring. Mm-hmm. So we need to have that spice in our life. Mm-mm-mm-mm. For sure. I love it. And I find that also if you can control this, right, I'm sure you'll learn or it'll become easier to control other things, whether it's your emotions or maybe some something that comes up, right? But then again, that's also part of what meditation will do and self-awareness practices as well. Right. And when we talk about emotions, I just want to break them down into the two mm-hmm. things that they are. So one is um, a knee-jerk reaction that your body responds to. And then there's like a, a flood of neurotransmitters going through your system from your brain telling you that I'm angry or I'm happy or I'm sad in that moment. And then that kind of like floats away. So that's the knee-jerk reaction of an emotion, right? Energy and motion. And then there's feelings, which are also identified as emotions. So feelings are an extended time period of an emotion that stays with us. Like I'm feeling sad for the last day. Mm. Or I'm feeling happy because something happened and I'm carrying that happiness for the day. That is my feeling, my mood that stays with me. So if my mood is sad my mood is anxious or my mood is stress um we need to rebalance that Mm-mm-mm. we need to give it space to be honored and released and then rebalance the system right mm-hmm. uh, i don't worry about the energy and motion emotions because they're like snap and they're and they're, they're done and they're gone right mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because they they basically tell us there's something gone wrong right now or they're telling us something's great right now Mm-mm-mm. Like so once again, our intention is to bring balance into our system. Yeah. Uh, I'm really extending that time period of my emotion into a feeling now. Now it's staying with me for a long period of time. I need to honor that and let it go. Mm-mm. So to do that, you can do it through your tantric practices. Yeah, amazing. So what do you find are some common barriers for men not being able to actually do these because, you know, they've made it to your office or they've called you or they've sent you an email. So they're, you know, there's, they're definitely ready. Then you, do you find that they, they do these exercises, they embrace them or what are some sort of common pushback so that you get? They like the fact that I, I navigate them at a very simple, slow pace. We're not rushing anything. Mm-hmm. And we're also reminding you to be gentle and kind with yourself because Initially, it's going to be a bumpy road, just like you're learning anything new. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, oh, shit, I was close to edging. I, w- I thought I had it, but then I lost it. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm, you know, brain, body, we're, we're, we're in transition. We're learning this. It's new. We're going to fumble. It's okay. Just be gentle and kind with yourself. Nice, nice. And again, it comes with practice, right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> how, did you, how do you learn how to do anything, right? Yeah. It's practice, practice, mm-hmm. practice, practice. Yeah, and self-compassion and practice just applies to everything, really, right? In terms absolutely. Of, so, what is the most common um, advice you give to your um, males with regards, or anyone that associates with being a male with regards to tantric self-care practices? If you have to choose one, I'd say 
we're going to slow things down, which is something that you had asked me last time I was on. What is my my most important piece of advice to anybody and everybody? It's slow <laughs> things down. <laughs> which seems impossible because everything seems to be like <laughs> speed things up, right? I like that. Yeah. But the, the more things are sped up, the more distractions that we have, we're losing complete so self-awareness. It's so true. And I don't know who's created this society to make it this way because we're becoming less and less human. Yeah. And unhappy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, the more we have, the more technology advances and the sicker we are getting and the less happy we are. So something is exactly. not working. Something does not work. So most people come to that realization, you know, just like I did in my 30s. I don't yeah. want to live my life numb like this. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to feel closed down. Mm-hmm. I want to feel safe. I want to feel expressive. I want to be able to feel my feelings. I want to, you know, let my emotions show themselves. I I want to live life because life is technicolor and surround sound. It's not yeah. one monotone. Yeah, yeah. So true. Embrace it. So what would be some self-care um, t- tips that you can give to our to our men listening to this when it comes to tantra self-care practices the top three you have to choose i know you gave me five i think the top three you, uh, yeah i've given you quite a bit so far <laughs> yeah yeah exactly i'm just trying to think are your uh, top three my top sort three of, if they want to embrace it and they're like okay i could only start with three <laughs> well since you have um the strongest monkey brain between the two of us generally speaking most male brains are solution oriented and that's how they're actually built uh, I suggest that you slow things down and connect to what is happening through your senses. And then number two is identify any emotions that arise within you and give them space and honor them. What does that mean? Like journal or just like, what does that mean? Give them so space? you can do it any number of ways because everybody's got a different style. Some people like journaling. Some people just take notice of it. Somebody will make a voice note on their phone. Somebody might have a certain, you know, ritual practice of letting things out and letting them go. So I might go boxing or I might go, you know, play mm-hmm. tennis or I might go play hockey or I might go, you know, dancing, like whatever it is that you get out of your system. Mm-hmm. Even yogic poses that are specific to heart centered movements so for example anything that cracks open the chest plate so a camel pose mm-hmm. cobra pose sphinx mm-hmm. pose upward um, facing yeah yeah exactly so all facing. these poses and and always complement them with the opposing pose because we don't want our spine to feel out of whack we yeah. want it to be balanced so we want to be able to crack open that center plate where we hold emotions in our chest area that we we mm-hmm. actually concave we actually turn our our shoulders in and we like come press our heart energy and our emotions in so what i want you to do is open the chest plate relax the shoulders open things up and do movements that allow for that to happen Mm -hmm. even if you're lying down and you just put your hands out and legs out in starfish position that's good too Mm -hmm. right just crack things open if you need a little help underneath your your shoulder blades you might put a little pillow so you can like lift yourself up and allow the body to let it out and you have to stay there for a good long time because you want to feel what is going on in the body you want to notice it Cool, like two, three minutes. We're talking about five yeah. minutes for or as long. Three as minutes, whatever, whatever you notice that your body can handle at that moment in time. Again, yeah. I always tell you, you are the sovereign of your body. You're the boss of your body. Mm-hmm. Your body knows best. Please listen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it will tell you. Okay, that's enough for now. Mm-hmm. Let's wrap it up, or let's change positions or sit differently. Instead of saying to yourself, "Oh no, I can handle it." Oh no, I can tolerate it, but then you're going to pay for it afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to bite you in the ass. Okay, so know the difference between your pain and discomfort, <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah, it's painful. Yeah, totally different. Yeah, amazing. I love it. Number three. Number three. I'm going to still go back to um, with your everyday food. Mm-hmm. Really connect to it through your five senses. Nice. Because I, I want you to apply it in your everyday life, so it becomes natural. So it's nothing that you have to like, oh, I got to turn it on here and turn it off over there. I want it on all the time. Yes, yeah. And in different sort of facets of your day and throughout. And that just mindful eating, is that what you mean by connecting with the food? 
Well, mindfully eating, mindfully eating to me means that you're paying attention to what you see. Mm -hmm. Um, You're connecting with it, with your five senses. Do you know the intention of the food? Like, are we in gratitude for the food that has been brought forward? Are we in gratitude for the nutrients and nourishment of the food? Like how consciously do you and mindfully do you connect to it and your five senses like everything's together what are we doing really when we talk about that the gratitude yeah. and noticing the importance of the food going into our body that's the nutrients to help our vitality and energy to connect with ourselves life taking life slow as i say self mm-hmm. life and others mm-hmm. yeah and you're talking to a nutritionist so it's like yay <laughs> <laughs> exactly how we should be eating right chewing taking our time to chew and really appreciate the texture of whatever's in your mouth and allowing it to slowly you know uh, break down so do its job exactly what it's supposed to be doing right because it actually helps the stomach break it all down and everything else that needs to happen the enzymes to break it down i remember this experiment experiment in one of the um nutrition school classes is you literally, if you have like, I think they use a potato with hydrochloric acid, which is in our stomach. If you have big chunks of a potato and then tiny little pieces of the potato, like the potato, the big chunks do not get broken down. The hydrochloric acid acid will not be able to break it down as easily, as efficiently and effective as the small. It's just like, and it's just like in my face, like that's why you sh- we should be chewing our food to like baby almost texture, right? Because we helping- have to. Yeah, helping it break it down so it can do its job, for sure, within the body. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You're welcome. This was so awesome. I I can talk about this forever. I have some so many questions, but we do have to wrap up, and I I respect your time as well. Any mm-hmm. any last words in terms of how you want to, if we missed anything or anything that you want to close with? I'd like to close with. Um, an invitation to notice your intention in your everyday life and interactions. What is your intention to go to work? What is your intention when you wake up? What is your intention when you're in the kitchen? What is your intention when you make connections with other people? What is intentions mm-hmm. when you bathe yourself? Like really tune into what is the intention? What is the purpose? What it was? The, what's the reason? What we? What is this? Mm-hmm. Instead of just going through the motions. And see what comes up for you. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, you're Thank you. So where can people connect with you? And if there's anything that's coming up, mm-hmm. um, I know you do you do some retreats as well. If you want to just share that information. Yeah. So we have a couple of things on the go right now. You can find me at playfulloving.com. And um, there may be a retreat happening. There may be some programs on the go. There's nice. some events that we just did as well. The Dare to be Adventurous Play and Connect Challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to be doing a Shiva ritual, which means we're going to be honoring the masculine form coming up in December. So there's many different things that you'll find on the landing page when you arrive at PlayfulLoving.com. That's the best way to stay connected and up to date mm-hmm. in terms of events, programs, and other special things that you're up to. So amazing. So cool. So I can't wait to have you back and talk about couples. So that's uh, it's going to be really cool. And thank you. This was so valuable, especially, like I said, I've never really had um, a perspective on males only. So I can't wait to share this with my community. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing space. Really, really insightful, amazing information. So blessed that our paths have crossed. I'm so excited to yeah. for our next conversation. Same here. I look forward to it. Take care. Ciao. You too. Ciao. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for taking part of your day and sharing it with me by listening to this amazing podcast episode. I would also like to thank our sponsors, St. Lucian Seamoss. Check them out and get some awesome Seamoss at www.stlucianseamoss.co. If you enjoyed this podcast and it was helpful, please share it with your loved ones or a friend and check out SavoyaSelfCare.com for more amazing wellness tips. Please also leave us a rating now on Apple Podcasts. Take a screenshot and send it to info at SavoyaSelfCare.com. We will reply with a gift as a grateful thank you. If you want to upgrade your healthy living and take it to the next level, be sure to join us next week. And remember, self-care is not selfish, it's self-love. Ciao for now.